Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast on The Spiritualist with me, your host, Rebecca Meisel. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to dive into some themes that I've been really feeling come up for the collective this week, as well as some of my own um, introspections as we coast through this Mercury retrograde. And I feel like one thing that really can never go out of date or out of style is talking about relationships. (laughs) And uh, this is a topic that has been consistently coming up. I've been feeling for a while and it tends to be a really big theme in our Mercury retrograde time frame. So we're really being asked specifically at this time to review our past and to really make those course corrections and dive into the shadows of ourselves and see what inner work is being called forth for us to do. And this Mercury retrograde, if you're listening to this podcast in our current time frame, we're really, really going into that shadow work. And it's amazing because this is our opportunity to really get honest and real about ourselves, where we are and where our relationships stand, how our life is standing, and really just make those little tweaks and necessary course corrections so we can be living even more in our alignment, in our own authenticity. So that was what I was really feeling come forward when I was sitting down and getting this inspiration for today's podcast. And I myself have been noticing this really come up for me where it's like, okay, what can I learn from my relationships right now? And it's so interesting because when I go through many of the themes and relationship themes in my own life. It's amazing when you get that big picture and you step back and you're like, wow, I see a theme (laughs) or wow, I really was attracting these specific individuals. And it can be very eye-opening when we start doing this spiritual work and we start doing this self-healing and really, really getting to the meat of these cycles within ourselves, these shadows And what has been really coming forward for me is those challenges, right? So I feel like so many of us, we really like to, of course, focus on the good things. Um, We don't like to really dabble into those hardships. We sometimes dance around the red flags. We dance around those tough conversations because they're not fun. They're awkward. They're hard. They're difficult. And especially with this time that we're in, I feel like there's so much that a lot of us are needing to communicate and we're needing to be honest about. And that can be really, really tough. But what I'm really hearing today, it's like, how can we start moving through life with more of this positive attitude because I know for me in the past when Mercury retrograde would come up and I'd see all these posts like oh get ready like (laughs) button down the hatches you know here it comes get prepared it's gonna be a real rocky ride and uh, I would be like oh my gosh great like it'd be like dun 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 (laughs) this feeling of like doom and gloom okay we're gonna have some challenges but you know I've really been learning to take a different approach and it's been so liberating because it's like instead of going into this time and I know we're in the middle of it right now, it's like how can we take on this broader perspective and going, you know what, life is always going to have challenges. Life is always going to have surprises and it's like how can I navigate such challenges and such chaotic energy with grace or laughter or play and it's all about our attitude and that's what I've been really really feeling called to talk about and in this approach of relationships it's especially relevant because what I'm really hearing for us it's this need to learn how to control our reactions how to control our attitude and our mindset and how we get to consciously choose that with each and every day, with each and every moment that we are living in and to learn to live life more enthusiastically 
Because once more, if we're setting the stage of like doom and gloom, well, then that's what we're going to experience. You know, we're putting out that fear-based energy immediately. And that is something I do not like to feed into. So with that, it's like, yes, okay, it is going to have this energy where we're being revealed shadows, we're being revealed and called to look at things that perhaps we haven't wanted to look at. But it's a real blessing because it's all helping us see life in a more honest way. So with that, in our relationships, when we get these challenges, whether it's Mercury retrograde or not, how can we start releasing the seriousness of life? How can we start approaching things with more of this lightheartedness? And I know sometimes it can be really challenging, especially if your partner is not in the same space as you. And this sometimes can happen. And whether this is a romantic relationship or friendships or family dynamics, we're going to just leave it open to what's relevant for yourself. So take what resonates here. But say you do have a partner who's really difficult or they're down right now. And it, it can be really hard for you, perhaps being more open or trying to stay more positive to keep that momentum going and that's where i'm really hearing it's important that we keep up our protections throughout this time so if you're going through challenges if your partner is not on the same page and you're finding their energy really rattling right now i'm really hearing it's important that we create protection so how we can energetically protect ourselves there's so many different ways but one of my favorite and personal methods that's very effective for me is calling in my angels and my angels are always my go-to for protection specifically archangel michael so archangel michael is the angel of protection and empowerment so he helps us stay in our own energy and he can be very very helpful in this instance so if you are going through challenges right now i'm hearing first and foremost protect your energy and i feel like just in general the collective energy has been very um, intense so this is something I would daily encourage so with that all you have to do is request his help so for me what I like to do is I do a quick little prayer every single day Archangel Ma Michael thank you so much for being with me today for keeping me protected and then I request that he remove any negative energy from within or around me first before I do anything else so thank you angels thank you Archangel Michael for removing any negative energy from within or around me in my environment right now okay then you take a moment you take a breath and you literally let yourself surrender so you feel the angels come in you feel that energy being pulled and shifted and released from your being released from your environment it's quite amazing the shift that you will notice if you're very if you're energetically aware so once you feel like that has been done you then can go the next step and go, thank you, angels. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for now wrapping and sealing my entire body, my energy field, my aura in a sealed bubble of protection. So then you want to visualize those angels coming in, wrapping you in this bubble of protection. And then as an added measure, I like to then add, please inject my bubble with unconditional love and the energies of happiness, joy, and contentment, and whatever else comes to mind for that day. And then I love to just envision the little angel going, boop, putting this little needle in and filling it up with those energies. <laughs> and literally let yourself feel those energies come into your environment, come into your fields and fill you up. So now we've not only removed any negative energy, we've also wrapped and sealed ourselves in protection, sealed in with these amazing high vibrational energies. And let me tell you, doing this exercise has changed my life. <laughs> okay, so I felt like I really needed to share this protection exercise with you guys today. And it's very relevant because when we're dealing with relationships, these are people we're with 
typically every day. <laughs> so especially if you're in um, a family environment or a work environment that's not the best right now, that's energetically chaotic or toxic, this is something I really recommend you start your day with. And if you feel at any time that that has um, you know, not been effective, do it again. <laughs> really set clear intentions and call in your guides to assist you however it feels right for you but I'm just really hearing I needed to share that so with that it's like when we feel that protection we know okay that now we're moving into our day feeling lighter first off we're feeling protected and we're feeling happier so whether or not our partner our friend whoever this influence might be right now, their energy isn't going to be leaking into our own to the same degree at least. So with that, I found that that can be an extremely helpful tip. So how can we keep our grace? How can we keep our joy and release the seriousness? So one expression that really made an impression on me when I heard it from a friend was it's you and your partner against the problem, not you and your partner against each other. (laughs) And this actually made a huge impression on me and it really stuck with me because how often when we go through challenges do we get in the blame game? We immediately start getting defensive. We immediately start going, well, it's your fault or it's their issue. And it's really tough to get out of that cycle because a lot of our dynamics we've that we've witnessed in our lives more than likely had that sort of situation so with that i'm really hearing it's important to start once again just shifting our perspectives when it comes to our relationships and going okay we aren't i don't want to go against you i don't want to fight against you we're not enemies here we're partners we're friends we're family whatever the situation is, it's like, how can we start being more cooperative and facing the problem together, not facing off with each other? And having that mentality can really shift things in your dynamic. So if you're struggling right now, if you're having issues, it's really important we start shifting that mindset going, okay, right, we're a team. How can we work on this together? And approaching it with that and keeping things light. One of the biggest things I've learned when you're approaching tough conversations is once again, do not approach it with doom and gloom. (laughs) It's how can we brainstorm? How can we make this work? How can we keep it light? You know, and addressing our needs, addressing what we need to say honestly and truthfully And sometimes that can be hard, but if we do it in a way that's like, look, I'm not blaming you. I'm not making you the bad guy. I'm here so we can start cooperating together so we can make sure that my needs are met and your needs are met, right? And it's all about our approach to the problems that we have. And I'm really hearing that so important right now. So cultivating the awareness How can we be a team? How can we address these issues with more of an open mind and a positive environment? So other things that have been very helpful is, you know, lighthearted jokes, (laughs) lighthearted things that you can say and really help us address things where it's like, oh, I really love it when you do this, right? So sometimes we can be like, you know what? You never do this for me right? How does that make the person feel? Immediately they go on the defense. Immediately they're like, whoa, okay, I'm being attacked. So their nervous system is going to be kicked into high gear and they're not going to be able to come down from that stress that we instantly just instilled in that individual. So it's like, how can we once more approach things in a loving way? that actually get the results we want, that actually help us speak our truth. And how we word things, how we, the tone of our voice is, all makes such a difference and a profound impact. So instead of, I hate that you don't do this for me, we're going to go, I love it when you do this for me. Or, hey, you know, I'm overwhelmed right now. I really appreciate 
some help. Then maybe we can spend some time together after we've cleaned the dishes or we've done the chores and actually enjoy some one-on-one time. What do you think? Or maybe we can go out for dinner tonight. You know, it's like way we approach things can make or break a situation in so many instances. So from there, what was really coming forward to talk about today was cultivating the awareness of unconditional love. And throughout this time period, we're getting this awakening. (laughs) And uh, this is something that has definitely come forward for myself as well, where I'm like, oh my goodness, I did not see this side of this person before. And sometimes it can be shocking. And sometimes it can be jarring. And we're like, ooh, all right, there are some things there that I don't like, or there are some qualities that are less than desirable. And we're really getting this shake up right now because we're having to address our humanness. <laughs> and we're needing to really come to these deeper understandings of love. So love isn't always going to be the fluffy stuff. It's going to be loving through and through our flaws, our undesirable qualities, and the tough times. That's what real unconditional love is. And I know for a lot of us, that's what we're searching for. We're searching for a partner. We're searching for friends, family that will truly love us that way. Unconditionally, no matter what. So what's really been coming forward, especially this past couple weeks, is like, where are we conditional in our love? So if we ourselves expect others to unconditionally love us through our flaws, through our issues, through our tough times, are we actually, in full honesty, willing to do the same? Now, this can be humbling. This can be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm not. I didn't think of it that way, right? And sometimes the shadow work is going to make us uncomfortable because it's going to go, ooh, maybe you have been putting in conditions on your love, right? And what's so interesting is this awareness that's dropping in. Because we need to learn how to love unconditionally. And we see this a lot, especially with um, most individuals that have had a very, very um, rough childhood or certain parental figures that were very conditional where it's like, well, I'll only give you love if you do this or you'll only be able to um, earn my happiness, right? And so it's like a lot of us have been put in those situations and we even see it in um, society, right? With what it dictates is acceptable, what's not. You need to meet this standard before you can be loved, Right. So we have these impossible standards that are honestly fed to us every single day. And sometimes we adopt the same standards. So as much pressure as we put on ourselves to be a certain way to fit the mold, are we also applying that same mentality to our partner, to our friends, to our family? And where do we need to start cultivating a bigger acceptance, a larger acceptance of the people we're with so right now they're just showing me like the bubble bursting so it's like oh the truth is coming out we're seeing perhaps some sides of ourselves and others that we might not like right now but it's all for this higher purpose to gain this higher awareness of love to really cultivate that quality even more so in our current reality Because if we want to live in a world of unconditional love, then we have to start bringing it. We have to start cultivating it. We have to start learning it. Because believe it or not, we have unlearned love. We have come into this world with so many stipulations, conditioning, programs that have been instilled in us since childhood that we forget we don't know what pure 
love is. The type of love that can, can transcend anything. Now, I want you to think of that moment when you first connected with unconditional love. Whether it was, um, you know, through your mother, through yourself becoming a mother, we think of that bond of unconditional love with between a mother and child. Or when you first connected with your guides, with God, with the universe, you know, what was that moment for you? Your partner? What was that? And I want you to go back in your mind to that memory and re-experience that feeling when you're like, wow, this is love. Like, this is it. I get it. Can you remember how profound that was? How earth shattering that was? I know for me, because I grew up in such an environment of conditional love in many, many ways. When I first let myself receive love free and I could see it being given to me free, that was life changing. And when I started feeling that love just given to me from my guides and I realized that I didn't have to do anything different, I didn't need to change myself, I didn't need to hide my flaws, I didn't need to pretend to be someone other than who I was, how that was so profound. And to know that we are loved every single step of this journey, whether we're imperfect or not we're loved it's just given so how can we start cultivating that more fully in our personal lives can you imagine the impact that would have with the person we're with with the friendships we have and even if you don't like them that much right now How can you start cultivating love anyway? And I'm really getting this example, like even if you see like a relationship is coming to its end, even if your relationship is ended and you're trying to forgive whatever the circumstance is, it's like, how can I still move into love? How can I see that this was the most loving choice for us? How can I still send them my well wishes, even if things didn't work out? And the weight that lifts when we start shifting into that vibration, when we start realizing that not every little thing that happens in our life is personal. You know, how many times do we take things so personally that really have nothing to do with us? And this is another thing that I'm really seeing rise in the collective is learning how to react and take control of our reactions to things and see the big picture of where this is coming from. So I'm going to give you an example that I had to go through personally. So my partner works very, very hard, long hours. um, And when we first started getting together, over, well, I guess seven years ago now, I was not used to that, right? So there were certain times of the year where he would be gone so, so much and we wouldn't have much time together. And because of that, that was really hard because I missed him, he missed me. And then when he would get home, he'd be really tired and stressed and just need alone time. And because we had such a small window of time each day to actually spend quality time, he would come home and immediately I was like over the moon excited. Like, let's hang out. Let's go do something. Let's, you know, let's hang, like, let's, let's get together. Let's spend time. Right. And I had this excitement to see him. And I noticed that, you know, he would give me a hug. He he would be excited to see me, but he was nowhere at that same level. And in the beginning, I took it personally. I was like, is he not happy to see me? Like, is he not wanting to spend time with me? And of course, I started creating this story in my head that 
you know, maybe I was doing something wrong. Maybe I need to figure something out or maybe he needs to start doing something different so he can have more energy. And there was all these different angles that I was starting to analyze and taking things very personal. So if he came home and just wanted alone time, I was taking that personally. (laughs) And this was like earlier in my journey too. So I didn't have that awareness. And it was starting to come in through that experience that was like, oh no, he's just really tired. He, He needs alone time too. You know, I had alone time today. I'm feeling topped up, but he's not. And so we learned to start having that conversation of like, okay, When you come home, I'm going to let you be. I'm going to give you a hug and a kiss, but I'm going to give you a whole hour where you can just go and decompress. And we had to have those conversations so we could build that awareness of how he operated, how I operated, and how things, how we needed to adjust things without taking it personally. And that's just a small example, but it's one that I feel kind of relays what I'm trying to say here. And what so much um, can be very helpful in that respect is, is having those conversations, understanding your partner and having the patience to learn them, right? And not being so quick to just cut things off or say that, you know, it's their fault. Because I could easily go, well, it's your fault. You should be, you know, more energized. You should take better control of your schedule or you should do this or you should do that. It'd be very easy to go into that but I started realizing like no okay let's let's brainstorm together if this is your schedule right now what can we do right and once again it's like we're partners how can we work on this together and that actually made a really big difference in our trust of each other and how we started approaching problems further down the road so where can we be more open where can we have more of this awareness And understand that our partners are human too, right? So I see this a lot on, you know, promoted on TV, on all sorts of different social media platforms. We get bombarded by the perfect picture of a couple or romance or dating and how it all should be, right? But we have to start exploring other avenues because so often we get bombarded by this perfect picture by the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and we can start developing that impossible standard right and that can come to whether you're single or in a relationship we can apply those standards to the people we're dating or even just in everyday life but we need to come to this awareness and this understanding that No, the person you're with is going to have flaws. (laughs) The person you're going to see will not be able to be perfect. And a lot of times our partners, I would almost say 100% of the time, are going to mirror you. Let that land for a minute. (laughs) Usually the thing that we dislike the most, that irks us the most is what's trying to get our attention because we have it within us ourselves. Yeah, that can be a tough pill to swallow (laughs) for sure. So when we start getting this awareness, it's really important that we extend that grace. We extend that compassion and we start really seeing how we truly are. And embracing our flaws, embracing our imperfections and going, oh, all right, maybe I need to be more loving. Maybe I need to be more compassionate with myself as I make these course corrections. And likewise, if your partner is having a tough time right now or if they're irking you or bothering you, it's like, how can I start extending more grace? What can I do to maintain my peace? What can I do to make sure that we have proper boundaries so each of us has a full cup and we're able to approach these things in an adult way when we're not high on our emotions? And this is another thing that sometimes we can get into is this emotional 
reaction. And this is what we're being really called to temper right now is we're going to have a lot of high emotions. We're going to have a lot of upsetting things that might come in. But once again, how do we react? How can we reparent ourselves and take larger responsibility in how we're going to move forward? So that means if you need to take time out, if you get upset and you need to go for a walk or you need to just have some you time before you have a conversation, then you need to do that. If you need to journal, if you need to meditate, if you need to scream out how you feel, do what you need to do. And we're being called to really take care of ourselves. You know, a lot of times in relationships, we feel this need that we have to come to solutions right now. We need to nip this in the bud right now, right? But it's not always the best time. So it's really coming to that understanding And when we have issues, when we run into roadblocks, how can you take enough time to gather the awareness of what you're being called to learn? Okay, this is so huge. Our relationships are our teachers. They're teaching us every single day more about ourselves. And it's up to us to have that awareness and go, okay, I'm going to take this lesson and learn it. Or it's just going to keep recycling. So whether you leave a relationship or not, the wounds that are triggered right now, if you don't deal with them, if you don't work with them, if you don't feel them or have the openness to become aware of how you feel, well, that lesson's just going to come up another really in another relationship at another time through another event in your life because we are here to learn and this is something i've been really developing this awareness of it's like we're in earth school we're here as souls to learn and the best way we learn a lot of the time is through challenge so how are we going to show up in those challenges how are we going to respond when we're met with challenge are we going to throw our hands up take everything personal and walk away or are we going to face them are we going to have the courage and the willingness to see what's coming up for healing what's coming up for love and how can we start loving each other so fiercely that we don't just give up that we don't just give in we go, okay, let's do this together. Now, of course, there's times in our lives where we do have to walk away from people, where we do have to say goodbye. But once again, it's all about how we handle it. What's the most loving way for you to move on? And it's like, do I want to move from a space of anger resentment hurt or do I want to move on knowing that I love myself so fiercely that I know that I'm doing what's right for me I'm doing what's right for both of us right so coming to that ex um that understanding now a lot of times too I really want to talk about this is when we're different so a big thing that comes up a lot with a lot of my clients and has come up even for me at times I've often kind of played in this it's like well I'm really spiritual but my partner isn't okay so if you're in that scenario a lot of times especially when we first get into spirituality I know even for myself I was like oh my gosh everybody needs to know everybody needs to know like don't you know we're we're, we're needing to awaken. Don't you know that this is this and that is that? And we get this excitement because for the first time, something resonates with our soul. Something lands in us and we're like, oh my gosh, the truth. And then we get really discouraged when the people around us do not respond to it. Or they do not resonate with it or they don't get it. 
or they don't have an interest. And once again, we can take that personally because it's like, oh, but this is, this is me. This is a part of me. This is what I believe. Like, if you can't believe that too, then can you really understand me? Right? So this is um, a real tricky one. <laughs> and I've been seeing this come up a lot. Um, and this could be really interesting dynamic because if you are in a relationship right now and your partner is not spiritual has no desire to be spiritual you know we'll say that that's the case it can be challenging because you want to share your passions with your person you want to share who you are with your person and this kind of came forward for me in my relationship. And it's not that my partner is not spiritual, but his priorities at the moment are more geared to the 3D. And that's totally okay. And I've come to this realization that sometimes that might not be what I need. And what's really interesting, and when I say that, it's like, Maybe a spiritual partner is not what I need. Maybe I need someone who can keep me in earth energy. And that is exactly what my partner does. He grounds me. I'm someone I'm always up there. I'm always up out in the universe, always wanting to play in spirituality, always wanting to learn, always wanting to reach further out. You know, I'm always in my intuition, but I forget that I'm meant to be here. And this happens a lot <laughs> when we start becoming spiritual and we start communicating with our guides. We start doing meditation, yoga, whatever that is. And um, we can sometimes get a little out of balance because we tend to lean in to that spirituality so strongly that we forget that we're here to be human. And sometimes, and I want to say 100% of the time again here, we're with the people we're with for a reason. And we have to start understanding what that reason is. We have to start cultivating the awareness that maybe what we want isn't what we need. And once again, it's like, where am I holding my partner to an impossible standard? Where am I putting conditions on love? Where am I going? Well, you need to be spiritual. You need to be on the same path as me so you can understand me. But that's not true. Because we see this all the time. Just because your partner doesn't work the same job as you, does that mean you can't be happy together? Yes, if they came and job shadowed you, they might understand your day-to-day -day life a little better because they've experienced it for themselves. And that doesn't hurt. But does that mean if they never come and job shadow you, they never experience the same experiences as you, that they can't love you and that you can't love them and have a happy life together? No. And it's so wonderful if you can share that experience. Absolutely. But is it necessary? Is it what you actually need? Or can you fulfill yourself in that way? And so that was something I had to learn because in the beginning, that was hard because I thought, oh, well, my partner needs to be on the same path. You know, I had that thought. I had that thought. And I was like, well, you know, I want to share this with them. I want them to understand this. And that's so natural. It's so human, right? And so we can't beat ourselves up for that. Of course, we want to share what we love with who we love. But I had to come to that understanding that maybe that just wasn't his time. And just like myself, it was in divine time 
that I woke up, that I had my spiritual awakening, that I started learning the things I was learning. And if anyone tried to push me into that experience before I was ready, I would have rejected it. I wouldn't have been open to it. I would not have awakened. And so we have to understand we are not here to force anything or anyone into an awakening. An awakening happens with each person just as it's meant to. And sometimes that might never happen in this lifetime. Not all are going to have a spiritual awakening. And once again, we have to start cultivating the love and acceptance of this truth. And that can be hard. There are so many family members that I have that I would love to understand me, that I would love to have that awareness and openness with. But I've had to accept that they will never be open. That maybe in this lifetime, they will not ever understand. But I can still love them anyway. I can still be me anyway. And I deserve to be the full capacity of myself regardless. So likewise, don't dim your light. Don't change because your partner isn't into what you're into. Be yourself. Just love. Just be love and enjoy what you do have similarities with. And to conquer every mountain with joy. Once again, it's our approach to life. It's our mindset. It's how we start viewing our partner. And can we start giving them that grace where it's like they're learning too. They're growing too. We have to let them have their journey. And maybe that journey is going to be different from mine. But perhaps that's why we're together, is to learn from each other. So in every single situation, see what buried jewels there is. What gifts and blessings lay in disguise. Because I guarantee you, in every challenge you're facing right now in your relationships, there's a lesson. There's something for you to learn. As painful as it might be, It might be the most liberating thing for you. And once again, how can we become empowered as opposed to playing the theme of victimhood in our relationships? So once again, we need to become more aware of our own shadows and blocks. We need to become aware of the mirroring And the purpose behind our relationships. And to taper the need to fix your partner. So another big thing that we have to start learning is that's not our job. A lot of times we approach relationships and we want to rescue people. We want to fix them. We want to give them all the answers. And then we get upset when they don't change, right? This is very common. And you can see this in so many different types of relationships, even in, you know, employment relationships with your coworkers, all those different things, friendships. You might be that person that people come to for solutions and then they never actually take your advice. They don't put it into action. And that can be really frustrating. (laughs) That can be like, what? You're really going to do that anyway? Like I just told you, that is not the way to go. I can get the big picture. I can see what you're doing and it's not smart and you're going to do it anyway. And we get this frustration, right? But we have to start realizing that it's not our job to fix. It's not our responsibility 
to fix, to be, rescue people. They are here to go through their lessons too. They are here to make mistakes. They are here to live their authentic life, not the way we feel it should be. And once again, we have to allow our partners to be their own individual. We have to allow the people in our lives to live their lives, even if we don't approve with it, even if we think there's a better way. And even if you're right, their choices are right for them because it's helping them learn something. It's helping them shift things. And if we keep trying to sabotage it, we might not be doing things in their favor. So everything holds a purpose and we need to really retract from that need to fix everything. And that could even be your relationship. So if you're in that right now, stop, take a breath, allow yourself to sink into your divine feminine and go, how can I listen to the guidance of my heart? How can I slow down? How can I be present instead of constantly needing to fix, to do better, to change, or to move things along? Sometimes the best thing we can do is let things be. So really be mindful where we might need to take a step back and where we might need to get this bigger picture, where we need to get that awareness of letting things be when the time is right. So letting the wisdom of the heart come through here is very important, especially as we shift through this time of Mercury retrograde. A lot of times we feel that pressure that we want to make a choice, that we want to make it or break it, or we need to, you know, have the answers now, but we're learning patience. We're learning to sit in uncomfortability and still love and honor ourselves. We're learning to approach our partners and love them through the tough times. Even if we don't like them right now, we can still love them. We can still work with them and really bring that awareness of how can I do the same for myself? How can I have patience? How can I go, I don't need to fix every little thing that's wrong about myself. Maybe I just need to accept myself. Maybe I just need to love myself harder through all of my flaws, through all the challenges and unknown Maybe I just need to show up and support myself and do the same for others. So we're relieving ourselves of all the impossible standards. We're relieving ourselves and freeing ourselves of all the toxic conditioning that we've been given towards ourselves and in our relationships. And I'm hearing that this is really important. This is absolutely amazing because it's really going to shape, or shape our next reality that we're creating. This new earth, this new um, ability to love. So the next thing that I was really getting intuitively to talk about was the do-it-all mentality. So once again, the guides are really bringing forward the balance with the masculine and feminine energies this week and, and in this time. So how are we approaching our relationships? Are we, we going in with this masculine energy or are we allowing the feminine to come in here too, right? So it was really interesting. It came up the do-it-all mentality and getting resentful. So I feel like this is a really common story we see a lot as well in relationships is one of the individuals might feel like they are responsible for everything. And I get this a lot, especially with um, mothers, right? I have a lot of clients that are mothers or in those types of dynamics where the father is at work all day, so they have to handle it all. They have to handle the kids. They have to handle the home. Maybe they also have a job. Maybe they have all the errands and the other responsibilities. And 
it's a lot, right? Because not only do they have to provide an income, they have everything else. And that's not to discount the male role, right? And it's different for everybody. But I've noticed that usually this this happens quite frequently. And when that does happen, we're seeing the distorted feminine play a role. Because once again, we cannot just be. We cannot have the balance. We're not asking for our needs to be met. And a lot of times in those situations with this disbalance of energy, resentment comes in. And what's really interesting about resentment is resentment is not part of anger, which a lot of people believe it is. And this is something I I heard more recently and I've known it to be true, but I thought it was such an interesting way that this individual put it. And it was like, resentment's not in the anger family. It's bread of envy. And I'm like, well, what a great way to put it because it's so true. When we become resentful, it's because we're lacking something that we need. We resent someone because we envy it. We want it. It's not that it's like, oh, you know, that we're trying to be a jerk about it. It's because we're feeling that lack of that thing in our own reality. So what was really coming through here was becoming aware of where we resent, where we're feeling envious. And this can be a really good indicator of where we have unmet needs. So the minute you catch yourself resentful of your partner, and we'll use this example of when they're resting and you're doing all the work <laughs> or, or they have a lighter load than you do. How can you bring this as an opportunity to speak up and to claim your needs, to speak your needs or to make the course corrections necessary so you meet your needs? So once again, where are you resentful? And what is it you're lacking? And sometimes this can come up quite easily when we have those situations. It's like, oh my gosh, because I don't have time for myself. So that's a quick one that can come to mind. It's like, well, what about me? Where's where's my time, right? And your soul's going, yeah, where's your time? <laughs> your inner child, yeah, when's your time? Was it my turn, right? And we're neglecting our needs, So once again, it's like we could be mad at our partner because it's like, well, you're just, you know, relaxing. But maybe we're actually mad at ourselves. Maybe our partner is actually the wise one because they're the one who's meeting their needs. Right? So, of course, every situation's different. But it's like having the awareness to go, oh, this is showing me something. This is helping me help myself. So sometimes our challenges are really not challenges. They're more of this awareness, this enlightenment that we need to free ourselves more, to make ourselves more happy and to live a more fulfilled life. So I'm really hearing it's like get in touch with that divine feminine energy right now. Figure out your needs if you're meeting them. And if not, brainstorm. Get creative solutions with your partner. Go, okay, you know, like, I love that you're meeting your needs. I love that you're taking time to rest after your busy day. But I also have things that I'm doing after my busy day. So maybe we can create a schedule where one day you do this and the other day I do that. And then we both share the load. We both can get things done. And we both can also have time of rest, right? So it's like having this proactive approach and approaching it with the two of you facing the problem, not making your partner the enemy, and coming to that understanding that this is my opportunity to stand up for myself, to claim what I need, and to not just cater to everyone else this time, to not give away all my energy, and to start recognizing that you too are worthy of that rest and care. So communicate, 
communication is so underrated and I know we hear it all the time communicate honest you know be honest all of this but it's like do it (laughs) you know how often do we do that right so we're learning to use our voice we're learning to understand ourselves more and our relationships really give us this opportunity to do that so I want to read a card that I pulled for us and it's so perfect (laughs) with what channeled so the card I've pulled is from the True Love Reading Card Deck uh, by Belinda Grace. And I love this book and I love these cards and they really focus around relationships. And the card I pulled for us today on the podcast is called Luminosity. And so it says, when a woman glows from within, she naturally attracts a uh, uh, chivalrous, chivalrous, sorry, I can hardly say that word, <laughs> male. <laughs> Um, So it says, when you are connected to your divine feminine, you become luminous. Your true nature shines from within and you glow. The luminous woman is the feminine counterpart to the chivalrous male. They are attracted to one another, complement, support, and nurture each other. In this modern age, it can be quite difficult for a woman to find her luminous center and live from that place because we have fallen into the trap of believing that we are supposed to have, be, and do it all, all of the time. (laughs) So perfect. Um, So what this usually means is that the woman takes too much upon herself and tries to fill the roles of the men in her life instead of asking for their help. Being luminous requires poise. It is worth the extra effort of patience at first if that is required. Usually what is most effective and is an adjustment of perspective A luminous woman asks for what she needs with respect for the other person's time and feelings, then goes about her day confident that her request will be responded to. If it takes a little longer than she first hoped, she does not become overbearing or critical. She simply focuses on her own life and what she is able to do, thus creating a positive space for the chivalrous male to step into. Whether we like it or not, the responsibility of going first lies with the feminine, as very few men will continue to be chivalrous in the space of a woman who isn't luminous to some degree. Being luminous requires practice, as the feminine helps you to let go of your old patterns of taking over, micromanaging, or insisting things be done your way. You have drawn this card today because the luminous woman in you is calling out for your attention, urging you to be graceful and to incorporate some luminous energy into your busy day. Choose one small thing that you can imbue with your luminosity today. Put your request out there and give thanks for it being done. For men, this means that the feminine energy is working within and through you in positive ways. Feel the ways you can become more connected to your heart and able to express your feelings more clearly. So what an amazing card that really just sums up everything, which I absolutely love. So this card came out with another card, uh, which was the distorted feminine. So it's really kind of interesting how the two came out together and how it very much sums up these points where it's like, how can we start letting things be, letting ourselves be, letting ourselves tap into our needs and having the honesty and the courage to ask for help or the courage to request what we need and to meet our needs. And sometimes this can be challenging if our partner doesn't respond. And so if that's the case, how can you start making things easier on yourself? How can you be less difficult on yourself and hard on yourself and free yourself of some responsibilities? And sometimes it's just that awareness of maybe how we've been once again approaching things. Maybe not everything needs to be done right now. Maybe you can take an hour when you get home to decompress, to relax and have you time before you continue everything else. And claiming 
those needs because the more you show up for yourself even in those small ways the more life becomes ease and grace the easier things become for yourself and so it's really amazing how even in relationships we're always learning how to become more fulfilled in our true authenticity so my friends that is all i have for the podcast today i hope you enjoyed some of my thoughts and musings i hope some of this helps you and perhaps um, resonates during this time of mercury retrograde when things might not be that easy at the moment but trust yourself know you have the ability to navigate this time with ease And I'm sending you all so much love and light. Um, If you need help, if you need a Reiki session or some channeling and guidance, if I can be of service to you, please reach out. I have my information linked down below. In the meantime, have a beautiful and blessed day, my friends. Bye.